You're listening to One on One with DP. Brought to you by Beatrice Bakery on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back, One on One. We're Tanner's Lincoln. Be here until 6 o'clock. Sean Callahan from Husker Online is with us now. And, Sean, we... I'd like to jump over to basketball because it, it's it's sli- slightly a more pleasant space to be in. And that's saying a lot for a program that's won seven games two, the last two years, but the energy around the basketball program is different. What's different for you? I've been to both games. Um, they're exciting. I mean, the, the Proof State game was hard to take too much out of. I mean, it, that is what it is. But the Colorado game was impressive. Just to watch those guys hit shots, execute, um, seeing Bryce get going a little bit and Trey really hasn't gotten going yet. I mean, he was one of the best players last year and he's been the one guy that hasn't really emerged, but man, Banton or not Banton, um, Verge. Holy cow. Is he not the guy that that's going to take this thing wherever it's going to go? You talk about additions that Nebraska's brought in. I mean, he's, he could be as impactful as any, um, you know, Banton's in the NBA, and Verge is probably going to do more this year than Banton did last year. Yeah, I think every Husker fan that's seen Verge would go, no, no, that, that's the better point guard. We get what, what he's doing. I, is it a surprise that this thing happened late in the process? Like, he's the the last addition. I always ask Robin, like, why would Arizona State just let him go? And I guess they had guys there, but it's like, man. I want to know who they have. Like, I want to say, Bobby Hurley, you're a hell of a point guard. Like, you're letting this guy come to Nebraska? Yeah, you know, I mean, it was there. And a lot of the, 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 the hype started to happen because it was Colorado. This is a team that had some success last year. The program has had success. And they walked in the building, and they looked like a Big Ten team. They didn't look like a Pac- Pac-12 team. They looked like a Big Ten team. Long size up there, had shot makers. And to have this team be held to 32% uh, field goal percentage might be one of the most impressive, I think. Even in an exhibition, that's a depressive day. Well, and the passing there is there is there too. You talk about, you know, the last two years under Fred, you know, there are some pretty selfish shots being taken by, like, Teddy Allen, and you go back to Fred's first year. Mm-hmm. Guys weren't playing smart basketball. Like, they were just taking out-of-system shots that, that are, that are going to be there always that aren't good shots. And you're not seeing that. I mean, at least the first – I mean, guys take good shots, and they're good open looks a lot of the time. And, man, the passing of urge that he brings on the penetration, that's going to be a real weapon to get some shots for guys. Yeah, his ability to get to the rim is different, and his ability to finish. And he finds – wa- I like how he finds Walker down there. That's a nice chemistry that's happened there, and the fact that he will stick with it. Like, he will drive it and say, no, D-Walk, get, down, get on the box. We're going to work. Well, then you've got Wilcher and uh, uh, Tominaga. Holy cow. I mean, they haven't had shooters like that for a while. Two guys that can just sling it. When you think about last year, like, we thought Lat Mayan was the best shooter on the team. He's probably, like, the fourth best shooter now on this team. I Yeah, I would – Tominaga, Wilcher, Edwards. I mean well, – That's uh, deep. That's deep. I mean, Will, and – Wilhelm – yeah, Brian Box, Brian, look, Brian Box is my favorite player just because he's going to get them through some Big Ten nights by simply being basic and, and, and fundamental. Eduardo Andre kind of falling to the back of the rotation, that's kind of a surprise. Well, I mean, think about it. We, we're talking about all the new guys, and Kobe Webster, Eduardo Kobe Andre, and Trey Lake, uh, Trevor Lakes are at the end of the, uh, end of the rotation. Like this, if we had said – 
before the exhibition games that this is what Bryce is going to shoot. This is what this is what Trey's going to shoot. We went, oh, this is not good. This is not good. First, I believe the first exhibition, Trey might have had one shot. This one, I think he may have had two. And if we said that before, we'd said this team is not going to be very good. But this team has options. And I think, look, to be honest, C.J. Wilcher has impressed me as much as anybody out there because his ability to do what this team needs. He gets them off quick. I mean, just having those guys in the – the three-on-twos that can hit those shots, that's Fred Hoiberg basketball. I mean, where, you know, you're, you're getting a three-on-two type deal and you, you take a three and make it. I, <laughs> I tried to tell people before the season started that, that, that Tominaga was going to be a difference maker on both ends of the floor. And he's animated, too. He's pretty funny. He's the – like, isn't he as, as fun to watch as anybody? Yeah, like, you're not – honestly, like, you're not expecting, like, a Japanese player – to be like a real animated, emotional basketball player. Like, I mean, you, you just, that kind of caught me by surprise. I'm like, this guy's the most animated guy in the court. And his IQ is off the charts. His basketball IQ is off the charts. And his teammates trust him. As a matter of fact, I think one of the things that tells me this team will do well is their trust for each other. They trust each other with the ball. And Bryce, for the accolades and things he came in with, He's a fairly humble superstar. I mean, potentially. Like a guy that's first round draft pick projected right now, mm-hmm. you know, is super humble about how he carries himself. Well, I didn't want it to get missed. There's some folks who said, well, it looks like he's playing at a, at a very slow pace. I'm like, no, no. That's what smooth looks like. Like, that's what an elite level basketball player looks like. They just move differently. I also didn't want it to get lost because he's really good defensively, he's really good in the passing game. And he's a problem on the back end. They put him in like he got two putbacks simply by being smarter than Colorado's defenders. I think his IQ is going to add six points to this team. Yeah, and, and just his length does so much. Like his ability to do things with his length, um, you know, attacks the rim, draws fouls. They're hitting their free throws at a better rate than we've seen under Fred. How about that? I mean, it's in. How about that? Okay, like, let's not overreact, <laughs> though. I mean, the Creighton game is still going to be the true measuring stick. Oh, yeah. Because Greg McDermott has owned Nebraska basketball, owned them. And that's in Lincoln. It's a Tuesday night in mid-November. That's going to be the night. And it's a 6 o'clock game, so it'll be kind of harder to get down there on Don't time. Don't you kind of wish that was a Saturday game? Yeah, well, I'm, okay, <laughs> I'm upset because I can't go. Uh, we have Big Red Wrap-Up, our TV show, on Tuesday nights at 7. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm at the studio from 6.30 to 8. I'm going to miss the whole game. When I saw the schedule, I was upset because I thought Saturday – imagine that matchup Saturday night in November. Well, either bye week Saturday or Sunday works. But, yeah, when they play Nebraska Creighton, when football season ends on a Saturday in December, so much better. Let's go through – I had some questions for you about the basketball team, so I'll ask these questions and give me your answer. One shot to be to, to be made from anywhere on the floor, who would you want to take it from this team? I'd say Verge right now. I mean, I think his ability to create off the dribble and, and, and penetrate, I mean he he's the guy that you're probably drawing it up for. If you need a, an op- you need a three to close out a game, who takes the shot? If you need a three I think if they're expecting a three, it's hard to have Wilcher out there because they're, they're going to face guard him probably, right? 
and make it hard to get a, a clean shot. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bryce is that guy. Okay. If there is a good offensive player in the Big Ten, who do you want defending him? Mm-mm. Trey McGowns. If throughout the season, at the end of the season, who will lead this team in scoring? Verge. I mean, Verge is a 15-point Pac-12 guy. I think he's going to be pretty close to that here. I think Bryce is going to be right there, though. It's going to be like Verge 16, Bryce 14. Then who's next? Trey 10. I mean, don't you think something like that? What are the percentages, the shooting percentages that are going to be required for this team to get to the tournament from the field oh. goal? What 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 number jumps at it? I don't know. I mean, that's hard. I, I don't study those numbers enough to really know. I'd be I'd just be shooting blanks. Is there is there a number from the free throw line that makes you feel comfortable? In the seventies. In the seventies. Okay. And then this team's issue one is going to be rebounding. My question is. If Derek Walker's the leading rebounder on this team, who's second? Bryce. Maybe Lapman, probably Bryce. I mean, Bryce is going to get get a sneaky six or seven rebounds. His length and the shots that will be taken against him, that, 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 would be, that would be fair. End of a game, who's at four, Brian Bach or Lapman? <laughs> I think that's – Matchup driven, don't you? I mean, I don't know if you can say like it's always going to be one or the other. I think it's a, if you're playing Purdue, it might be somebody different than if you're playing a team that that's more of a guard oriented team. Okay, what will define what if we had to put the term success and give it a definition for this basketball team this season? What will be success for this basketball program? I think success would be at least getting into the NIT. Okay. Like a step towards postseason progress, um, you know, winning Creighton, winning some of those games early on. I mean, I would love to see them beat Auburn early in the year, NC State. I mean, these are winnable opportunities for Nebraska out of the gates, and they've scheduled that way for a reason. I think they believe in this team um, to, to kind of get it figured out here, but that Big Ten schedule is such a grind. Two games a week, you know, in – you know, you you just you can't get down. I mean, you got you can't get in a hole in those standings. If we look forward and say, "Oh, this team makes it to the tournament this season, to the NCAA tournament this year," how many wins would that take? Probably eighteen ish, seventeen, eighteen, five hundred in, in 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 conference. Well, they're playing. Are they playing twenty conference games? Yeah. I mean, nine and eleven, eight and ten almost get you in some years. I mean, ten and ten, you're in, right? I think so, right? I mean, I think it would be fair. How many NBA players are in the starting lineup? That's a hard. I mean, that's more your cup of tea. I, I, I don't really. I mean, I think, well, I think if, if Banton's the, the measuring stick, right, or at least I think at least two something to compare it to. I think right? Bri- I think Bryce and Verge. You know, our, our guy. I mean, I think there's a lot of overseas level guys, but NBA G League versus NBA. I mean, there's such a difference between that. But I think they've got probably two. Okay, I want to switch over to volleyball because it's been a roller coaster ride, but the program has shown flashes and it's shown 
some resistance to, to nonsense, but losing two consecutive matches and then with back-to-back top 20 teams in your window, um, how do you think John Cook is messaging the current location of this program? John Cook is so good at managing this. I mean, they know they play in the best volleyball conference in the country. They know that every year they're going to have a big part of their schedule where they're going to play all these top teams, and they're on that right now. And um, they came up short against some really good teams last week. And you just got to get them back. Every win of the Big Ten is worth the same in the standings. They still have a chance to win this conference. Um, if there's a tie – you split it. There's no tiebreaker. I think in the it's weird, isn't that weird? Yeah. I, like if you have two eighteen and two teams, and even if there's head to head in there, I think they still split the title. Is how they do it. But because volleyball, it's hard to play everyone home and home equally, like you would do in basketball. Right. Um, but it's all about December. Can they be? I think you got to be realistic. Can they be a two seed in December? And and that's where they're at right now. I think they're seven in the NCAA bracket pull so they're you know they they've got to hold on to that two seed um and, and put themselves in a favorable regional what there's been a, a conversation about the rotation lexi Sun was one of the best players in the country and her playing time has diminished any idea any clue as to why i mean that just tells you the kind of players that he's recruiting there i mean it it's like Alabama football or, or any – I mean, you try to recruit over your people. And you can't just say I'm recruiting her to be a four-year starter. You're trying to find someone better than her. And clearly they have found people that they think long-term are better. Um, you know, and sometimes when there's a tie, you might go towards the younger person because you're going to have them longer and you think they can get better. Well, that was interesting because I, I, I kind of thought that maybe the, 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 the vision, the vantage was looking towards tournament. Right, so you can get down and make a late run and have that extra fresh body that is experienced that knows. But you're saying going going young now because you'll have you'll be able to well, teach some upside. More. Yeah. But yeah, it is that nil dynamic is such a. I mean, you talk about like a Spencer Rattler and, and volleyball Lexi Sun. I mean, she's kind of like the Spencer Rattler mm-hmm. volleyball in terms of only nicer. The highly paid, the highly paid um, NIL volleyball athlete, maybe the highest in the country, right? I, I don't know if there's anyone else getting more than she is, and she's not starting. Does that change how people are going to deal with NIL? Mm, I think you have to keep all these NIL. You can't make it a lifetime deal with a guy, or you know, like when you sign a guy, there's got to be some contingencies in the agreements. Maybe it's just one season six months three months i mean you can't say this is an nil deal that's five years or four years i just don't know if you can get away with that because what happens if a guy leaves like what happens if you give a guy a car and he's you know just like i'm taking off i'm out i'm I'm taking off with the car i mean you know (laughs) thanks i mean when you sign a guy on a car deal i think you have to be like all right you know it's a lease and this lease can be terminated at any time of the programs football basketball men's and women's, volleyball, baseball, and softball. How would you rank them as far as how they deal with NIL situations? Like, who's having the most success? Well, I think, I mean, between Open Doors and ABM, I mean, there's so much going on that it's getting more and more by the day. I mean, football is doing a lot. 
basketball, I mean, football, basketball, and volleyball are all heavily involved. And I think baseball is going to get there. That's okay. kind of the next one to work on. Okay. Um, but they've done a lot. I mean, Blake Lawrence said on Bigger Wrap Up last week, Nebraska is squarely in the top five. Um, and I don't understand, like, when you hear these, like, Alabama quarterbacks getting one point some, are they getting the whole chat? I mean, like, how do those deals work? I don't understand how those work. Yeah, I've heard some stories about how some of these NIL deals, and it's all over the place. Uh, and I think there's actually more money being passed around than we know. And I think there's two kinds of NIL. There's like, hey, tweet about my restaurant, and I'll give you 50 bucks right. in gift cards. Right. And I think that's uh, what they were like, oh, this NIL is cute. Right. It's fun. And then there's like booster that's worth hundreds of millions of dollars and says, I'll, I'll give you 2500 bucks to record a video for me to, to so I can play it at my office. Right. You know, and so Kid, are you familiar? I, I'd love to ask you this if, if if you if you know about it. But are you familiar with the BYU situation with football and the guys who are just writing checks for all the walk-on players? Yeah. Okay. I, oh yeah. We'll put a pin there. When we come back, I'll ask you your thoughts on how that plays out. Not only there, but elsewhere, because that's a big deal. Sean Callahan, Husker Online. We'll be right right back. The ninety-three-seven. The ticket. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. You're listening to One on One with DP on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Ever wonder what separates cloud innovators? Find out. Download the Deloitte U.S. Future of Cloud Survey Report, closing the cloud strategy, technology, and innovation gap at deloitte.com slash us slash cloud survey. Deloitte.